Williams. Super Talk 1270. Get ready for unriveted radio on Super Talk 1270. Now, here's Travis Feist and Rob McLeod. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Unriveted, a Dakota Customs original podcast. I'm your host, Travis Feist, and with me, and always, is Rob McLeod. What's up, guys? What's going on? Just uh, in the in the studio here. Um, gonna try to provide some some nice listening, some treats for everybody's ears. <laughs> You know tis, I, tis the season for ear treats. I feel like right now it's like one of those episodes on SNL when they're trying to do like that po- podcast skit. Have you ever seen that one? I haven't. Where they're like those two girls and they're like, they're DJs on the radio and they're trying to promote like soft listening Christmas music and stuff. It's actually a pretty good skit. That kind of like ran through my head right there. Yeah, that was a I good haven't moment. caught an episode of SNL. Yeah, this is old school stuff, not like not like new snl this is like well you know why mid 90s snl um i kicked I, I kicked my roommates out and i didn't have cable anymore oh that's right i, I kicked my roommates out and then they said so, so then but they said it were well they're they were taking the cable with me so when you <laughs> i wasn't able to watch snl anymore. so when to to kind of let our listeners know when you say you kicked your roommates out man you left the house <laughs> Precisely. It's precisely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody to cook and clean anymore because your roommates left. And when I mean roommates left, I moved out. You know, it's it's all about perspective. Hey, yeah. You, it's pish posh, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, how how was your Thanksgiving? Was it was it good? You guys? Oh eat yeah, a lot? it was oh, so good. Um, the the food on the table was every single dish was killer, um, and it. Put me right on my butt in a comfy recliner, kind of like and an, um, like an Al Bundy mode, yeah, something like that. Wasn't Al Bundy not a good dude? No, um, wasn't I, wasn't he on um, what was that show where he's a shoe shoe salesman? salesman? Okay, that's Al Bundy. Yeah, where he unbuns okay. his back, kind of kind of like uh, uh, who's the other one? Frank um, uh, Raymond's dad, Frank. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> um, uh, God dang it. I forgot his last name. Anyway, he's the same way too. You get to unbutton the pants and get comfy. Yeah. I, uh, dozed in and out of consciousness with the ambiance of the Detroit Lions losing. Um, it was pretty. Don't they usually always lose over Thanksgiving? <laughs> yeah, they do. And they are actually good. I think they're like seven and three going yeah. into Thanksgiving Day. And, uh, I think it was, I, you know, I'm a little bit of a, smart Alec and uh someone mentioned like Thanksgiving traditions. I was like, Yeah, it's like the Lions losing on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> it's a tradition. Everybody cracked up and I was like Yeah. 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 No, it was good. Um sometimes, you know, we get so caught up in the the I don't want to call it madness of what we do and the the fast paced uh shop flow that we um that we manage I'm trying to get everybody accommodated in a timely manner um, from our our big project customers to our um, our day-to-day customers. Um, it's a lot. So sometimes a day of just doing absolutely nothing is just what the mind and the body needs. So it was, mm-hmm. it was good. Um, of course, um, going into 
winter, you know, a guy's trying to bulk up, you know, put a couple extra layers on and, you know, that got I got that accomplished too, you know, just ate like a king. Yeah, it seems like it's working out well for you. It man, soak it, it up is. now because yeah, you're it, young. Yeah, it's yeah. actually um Yeah. You'll I, find out as you get older it's not that easy. You know, it's funny, I I kinda come up with some I guess <clears throat> concepts in my head. I was like, so I'm just gonna eat a lot so that I could turn it into muscle. So I like coined the phrase that fat's just an opportunity for muscle. And some people are down with it, some people aren't. I believe uh the guy that our insurance guy that um did like the this this the slideshow, uh, he was pretty he was like a health guy, like mm-hmm. CrossFit, like well, and, I think his and, wife was too. Or yeah, something. and so yeah. like he definitely knows a lot more about like yeah. proper dieting than I do. And I told him that he's like, "Who told you?" He's like, "Who says that?" I was like, "I do." <laughs> well, me. I was like, "I <laughs> oh, said okay. that." He's like, "They just like." He's like, "Okay, I'm just gonna ignore you now." Yeah. <laughs> You're so not right, but yeah. Yeah, I told him I said he's got it easy when he has a wife that's I think she's got a degree or something in nutrition, and it's like, yeah, it makes it a lot easier, but. um yeah, having the long weekend was actually, I think, good for everybody. I think a lot of the guys got that, got to hit the reset button a little bit and kind of um, enjoy some days off a little bit. And what was even more enjoyable is uh, Friday, I came in and, you know, there's like kind of like hour long stretches where I would, I can just get a lot done, but it's tough for me to get stuff done during business hours just because you know you know you mm. know better than i do you get phone calls um people come through the door you get employees come up to you and it just really takes you off your your game plan and so it's like if you can it's crazy what i can accomplish in a half hour usually takes me like two hours during like a normal business day so it was nice coming into the office and getting caught up on black friday mm-hmm. um i hope Everyone scored some deals and on the internet or in stores on Black Friday. I know that's yeah. I I know. Speaking of that, we um, ended up at spending what was it Tuesday, Wednesday? We were trying Tuesday um, getting set up at the mall. We have our merch booth back up at the mall, right outside of the uh, what is it? The Tilt the World, the old Herbergers, and then um, we have that Blue Road. G- King or road glide that we built for Dave. Yeah, we have that sitting on display. I need to go and, check uh, out that. I'm, I'm sure you guys will probably have me working there. We were afraid to ask. Why? I wasn't. Amy was. Though. She was. She was afraid to ask. So, what is your guys's impression? Am I just like this sleeping hibernating bear that you don't wake up? You're just busy. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go work the mall. Yeah. I did it last it's, year. I, I did it with no, no reservations. I'll, and I want to go check out. You know how good you guys made the display look. I well, I, I do <clears throat> know. Yeah, I mean, Amy did a good job on that. I will have to say, um, that bike's getting a lot of looks, a lot of attention. It's uh, people are asking a lot of good questions. Um, it shows very well. Yeah, and it, it must be because I can, um, I mean, phone's always ringing at the shop, shop phone, and uh, I feel like it's ringing a little bit more mm-hmm. with uh, just straight customers wanting us to do something to whatever they got. Yeah, and you know, and what's nice is is 
getting ready for the season here, but hopefully um, we have that big, you know, we signed up for Donnie Smith this year, and and I haven't been to Donnie Smith for years. I think since we first, or we, since I, I think it was like the first or second year I started building custom bikes, I'm thinking like an old four or five i think is when i went to donnie smith and uh i think so, even then i think we took like five bikes up there at that time so why don't you uh you know explain to me and also because i'm i just hear i just when i think of donnie smith i just think of like all the bike gods in this gathering in the cities um so why don't you give us your perspective on donnie smith so maybe both the, the listeners and I can. Well, I, I'd hate to give like wrong details, but Donnie Smith was a was a pretty pronounced um, biker guy. That um, yeah, I think he was. was and he don't a, quote me 100%, a hundred percent. Like I, a rider, yeah, uh, he was more of a rider. Okay. But he and, icon, and I don't motorcycle know motorcycle icon. Yeah, and I don't know exactly like how all the details went down, but I do know that um, like back in. Like they started, it was like, I think it's called like the hamsters. So like it was a motorcycle club. And, and if I remember correctly, I do believe that Arlen Ness was even a part of this thing. So it's, really? yeah, so it was like a motorcycle club that you were a part of. And, uh, again, I don't know like all the hundred percent details on it. And, and if I, if I knew that we were going to do a lot more on it, I, I probably would have at least like researched it a little bit, but it's, it's a big, huge, it's kind of. You know, for people that are familiar around here, it's it kind of started out like the Freedom Riders did. You know, they got a small venue, mm. and they mm. started showing bikes off, and it's right outside the cities, and um, and it just grew. And I think now it's like a thirty thousand square feet or something like that. Like this thing is like ginormous, and they average like almost two thousand bikes that that show up to this this show. So it it grew into something ginormous and um and it's uh it's kind of you have to and even like for us to get signed up to be a vendor and to display to have a a spot there it's kind of like opening season of of like a camping season you know it's like as soon as that opening day is to you know people are actually sitting at the computer waiting to to put their schedule in for the for the season of camping and you have like seems like minutes and it fills up sure that's that's like how it was here with this to get your application and to get to the Donnie Smith show because so it's so big and so many people want in that you have like literally i think like a couple of days at max and if you don't get your application in you don't get in until the next year cuz it's it's that big um, and thank God, uh, Amy was on the ball and, and we were actually one of the top people that got in on the list. So we got a really good spot. So now that we actually have the spot, we're going to be taking Dave's bike, the, uh, the new road glide that, yep. that we built. And then I've been working on the last four years, at least, um, that custom 2014 road King, uh, lay frame that we're building, uh, I mean, we modified the chassis, the frame on it. We're building the bags by hand, the fender, uh, modified tank, front end, uh, the suspension. I don't even it's, know if you can say four years. I think you can. Well, you, you've been in possession of that 
particular road king for four years. I think over, I think over the last year. Well, I've, I've had that thing for six years. And well, then I stored it for two. And then I pulled it out, do a little bit, put it away. And then I pulled it out. I mean, it's been sitting in that spot there for, I know, almost two years that it's been sitting at, so. I'd say if you were to kind of, like, do an end tally on the time, you probably only got, like, I don't know, three months into it. Would you agree? Constant. Yeah, like. Yeah, but I've been, I've been futzing with that thing for the last, like, years. Me- mentally. Mentally, yeah, you've, you've, you've built that bike, like, seven times. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I've put it together. And you've already. I've already watched you rebuild it twice. Oh, yeah. It's, as far as, like, what's inside the frame? Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to get back again. It, it's You put it together, tear it apart, put it together, tear it apart. But that's what it takes to mock stuff up. I'm sorry um, for laughing, too. But it, it's like, it, it's like, it just actually kind of goes to show uh, what it takes to build a bike of that caliber, a bike that you're proud to put your name on and a bike that you're proud for everybody to see and display. Uh, it's, it, these things just don't come together. No, you can build, uh, you can build 50 bikes and that 50th bike is going to cause just as much as, or is going to give you just as much of a challenge as that first bike. But that challenge comes with a reward like any kind of challenge does um it's you almost gotta present yourself with that challenge to make sure you build the bike that you want to build because if it was easy something would be wrong right you know well you know and and the biggest thing is 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 nobody's i don't care who you are but nobody will be my worst critic more than me and i am my worst critic. I, i like anybody can say whatever they want but nobody's hard Nobody is harder on me than I am already. And so what gets me is my whole plan was is I, for years I've been wanting to like cut myself loose and and build a full custom bike. And 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 what's on a certain point like... What were the other 50 half custom bikes? Well, but that's <laughs> what I'm saying is that, you know, a lot of times... Well, when I built my green one, I mean, that, you know, greeny it you know that was that was a custom bike this is this is a custom bigger so sure. I, I should say like okay let yeah, me you, explain like i yeah. built full custom bikes but i've always wanted to build a custom bigger so and, probably your only restraint when you built your street glide um which i think i told everyone on the last last podcast was awesome mm-hmm. to ride like bike sick but i think that was your restraint you you were kind of holding back from the aspect that knowing you had to put miles on this bike. Well, and you couldn't just go probably as wild as you would have liked to. Where this this Road King, you know, you you coined the phrase it's like your your I mean, we're not condoning drinking or but like your bar hopper, your cruiser, right. your air in town yeah. bike we, to where you don't have to like you know so <sighs> you don't have to build it with within mind that it's got to be 100% road going and can't leave you, you know, it. Right. So here's, here's all that whole thing laid out. And so once after I sold Greeny, that was back in like 2009, 
I didn't have a motorcycle for quite a few years and it really, it was hard. Like I, I didn't do with it very well. I'm, it was like a really big part of me that was missing. Dude. Yeah. And so at the time, um, I kind of stumbled upon this deal on, on that 2013 street glide. Well, that was the only bike I had. So I wanted to change it up, make it custom to a certain point, but I'm also like, I don't want to be without a bike. So the modifications that I did to it was almost like, well, how can I modify this thing to make it look cool on a short amount of time and with the least amount of budget? Because, you know, 2013, I was still, or I got the bike in 16, but it was a 2013. Sure. Well, you got to think like I was freshly in our new business or our new location and stuff. So it's like, I couldn't just start blowing money on a bike right away. You know, you got to build a business. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So I did what I could for what I had to work with, budget-wise, time-wise, everything. So it, I built my big wheel. It's funny and because even, it looks like there's no expense spared on it. it. You look at it, it's like... Yeah. But me, like I said, I'm my worst critic. I look at it and I'm, or I yeah. told you, I'm like, do I need to get it back here? And I need to change, go through it. Like, I want to change it up again. And it's like, nah, it's cool. Leave it's it alone. Cool. It's yeah. cool. So I think that maybe I, helped you. Yeah. Seeing, you know... It probably helped seeing me on it, you know, just kind of added to the bike. Oh, you know? yeah. It, just like you made the bike. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But no, I can't maybe I'll like, okay, like, <laughs> so, um, if, if that, if that, if that brown guy looks that good on that bike, imagine how good I look on that bike, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's a, a, a dynamic perspective. Sure. <laughs> Anyways. So from there, then I got my 04 uh, Heritage. I read one. That yeah. yeah. So Deep I, red. yeah. So it's like, okay, I love my bigger. I love it, but I kind of, now again, it's like, I'm a bike guy. I, I don't know why, but it's just like, I, it's, it's like my heart, like I'm, my heart's in the building stuff, but for some reason it's just like, I love bikes and I, I can't, it's kind of like guns. It's like, you got to have more than one. And of course that's my mentality. So I found this heritage and uh, where I found, like, I knew what I wanted to build. I wanted to build a town hopper. And so I was like, cool soft tail. And I want to cholo it out. You know, I want to put apes on it. I'm, I want some of the apes. So I'm like, well, I don't want to redo my street glide. So I want to I do up the soft tail. So I called, I went through like Bizman and stuff, couldn't find nothing. So I called Bill, our buddy over at uh, um, Rough, Rough Rider, Rider Harley. Yeah. And he was gone, so I got Ben on the phone, and Ben's good. He's a good dude over there. And I said, hey, if you get anything in service or something to where it's like the guy can't fit, because everybody, you know, the people that know me, if I'm looking for something, I'm not looking for something good or nice or clean. Like, I want it rough. I want it beat down because a lot yeah, of stuff gonna, I throw away. You're going to F it up anyways. Exactly. So they, they knew that when I, I told Ben, I'm like, hey, if you get a bike in that the motor shot or if if it's a, an insurance thing or something that I can score cheap because I don't want it to look good, call me up. Didn't take about a week. And all of a sudden, Bill reached out to me and he, he just took this old four um, heritage soft tail in on trade and it had I think at the time like 30 rounds on it and he was laughing at me because he's like there's no way you're gonna buy this thing that's ugly and it had like all these leather fringes hanging off like 
If you open up the catalog and you open up the leather fringe section, they buy all of it. it, all of it. Yeah. I'll take all, all of it. All the pages. Yeah. And so they were they were making fun of me because they were like, there's no I way. I bet you looked at it and you're like, perfect. I'm like, dude, that, I, right away, I'm like, that's a diamond right there. Like, yeah. That's a gold mine right there. So I ended up getting this bike. At, uh, there was nothing wrong with it. I think he just traded it in on something newer. And uh, so instantly, I think, honest to God, that same day, before I went home, it was like two in the morning. I already had that thing stripped down to the frame and I was like degreasing it. I had the whole motorcycle tore apart. And um, I had this vision in my head to build this um, big wheel. It was a 23, lowered, stretch fenders, change the paint on it, just go that nuts. Was, and Yeah, that was... Uh, 19 inch apes. Full like black the, front spoke wheel, right? The, yeah. Even so, like the... The knurlings on the spokes, those were all black too, right? No. So, those? so what the deal was is I wanted a red and black bike is what I, my vision was. So I, I knew the skins had to be red, but it's like I want a black spoke wheel front and rear. Well, you can't get, if you get a black, and, and maybe it's different like in today, but at that point it was either like you get all black or it's all chrome. Well, I didn't want that. So what I did is I bought a Chrome 23 Fat Daddy and I um, hooked up with Lance over at Larson Cyclery, which the, that Lance is a good dude. I was he's, just over there, actually. He's actually a good dude. And I remember I walked into his shop and I have these wheels in, in my hand and he looked at me and he, I never met the dude before. And he's like, uh, buddy, I think you're at the wrong shop. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, I think I am at the right place. So I said, hey, Lance, here's the deal. We Then we introduced each other. and Dude, Lance and is. I was he just, is. I was just talking to Lance. Shout out to Lance Larson. He's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Go go over there. Yeah. Larson Slackery. Good dude. Yeah. And uh, anyways, I said, hey, this is my vision. I want black and chrome offset wheels. So I want black rim, chrome nut right there on the spoke, black spoke. And then Chrome Hub, and you cannot order a spoke wheel like that. So what we had to do is we had to unlace the whole wheel, which means we had to pull every single spoke out, and it was an 80-spoke front, 80-spoke oh rear. Oh, my God. But we had a label. So what I had to do is I had to build this board uh, for front and rear, and then I had to label it left and right on the wheel because if you actually lay the lacings out, they're actually different lengths. They're not every, every spoke is the exact same size. They're actually different because the way they tie into the hub and go out to the wheel. So I had to build oh, this. yeah, they, yeah. Some are, yeah, some shorter. Some just a little bit shorter. Yeah. Yeah, because the way you, they you, lay you, in the wheel. You, well, on the, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had to build this. I, it was like a five foot long piece of angle and I had to drill all these holes in it to hold all these spokes. So as he broke the wheel down, we had to label them and put them in order as we took them apart. And we had to remember the order, put them on this piece of metal, label it left and right front wheel, left and right rear wheel, and hang them on this piece of metal. Like you did the rear too? And the rear. So then I took it over to Leon over at uh, HP Coatings. And so then what I had to do is I had to double nut every spoke so he could blast it. So I had to go buy all these nuts, put them on the spoke before I put them on this big grid that I built, mm-hmm. double nut them so they don't come off, took them over to Leon. He blasted this thing, blasted the wheel, the actual rim piece, because it was chrome. 
Then he Potter coated everything. Then I had to take all this over to Lance, and then he had to put it on his on his. Um, it's not a machine, but it's like a like a tool that you put the hub in, and then you start setting the you tie in all the spokes and you start lacing it. They call lacing the wheel. Yeah, and uh, he, that poor dude, like I said, Lance, if like my my hat is off to you, he he laced those back up for me, and he's a bicycle shop, but he did that for me. And dude, they turned out legit. Yeah, like dude, they, Lance uh, is very meticulous. Yes, and he's like, I don't know if I'll ever do this again, but it, like it, yeah. I was very fortunate that he did that for me. And um, so then I ended up putting this bike together. And at the time, um, a good friend of mine, Jason, he's he started like he piqued his interest. So he wanted the same look, but he wanted one that was black and chrome. So he ended up buying an 03 soft tail that I did like the same kind of style. We did fishtails mm-hmm. and big apes and all that stuff. Well, you still so, got that bike, right? Oh, yeah. He's oh, yeah, the 03s. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, 03 soft tail. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I remember when, when he called me and he was out doing a bid on a job, and this gentleman told him that he's got the soft tail for sale. And so he called me up and he's like, Hey, you remember I was talking to you about doing a soft tail like you did. I said, yeah. And he said, what do I need to look for? And I said, you know, you want early 2000, you know, you can do like the, the heritage deluxe. Um, they're usually the ones that I like to use is, is that chassis. And (laughs) it was like a day or two later, he calls me and he said, Hey, remember I talked to you about doing that soft tail? And I was like, yeah. And he said, what what bike should I be looking for? And I said, you want a Heritage Deluxe is what you want. Yeah, no, for real. Like, what what am I supposed to look for? And I said, a Heritage told you. Deluxe. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, dude, you're not going to believe this. I'm doing a, a bid. Um, he was doing a security system for a, a house. And just so happened, like, I don't know if it was him or his wife that started the conversation, but they had this 03 low mile Heritage soft tail. Um, sitting in his garage and Jason calls me up and he's like dude this thing is ugly as heck are you sure this is the bike that I should be getting I'm like dude trust me this is the bike that you should be getting and he's like all right man I you must be seeing something that I don't but if but I I can score this thing like if the price is right so he ended up picking up that bike. So we ended up building both these soft tails together. Sweet. So the more of the, what I'm trying to get at here was the fact is that, okay, now I built my town, you know, my, my town hopper. You can just call it, it a still, bar hopper. Well, yeah, just because you go to a bar doesn't mean you're drinking. Yeah, it's, it's a bar hopper. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's an, that's a yeah, motorcycle freight. Yeah, it's just what they yeah, call it. Yeah. But it still wasn't what I wanted. It still wasn't showing like, okay, yeah, this is cool. I did it on a budget because I didn't want to stick a ton of money into a bike that I know it's not like financially, it's not worth it. But at the same time, I was still starting my business. Mm -hmm. So again, it's like I was, I was trying to build it on a nickel budget, but it turned out pretty Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because it's it's funny you say that Jason thought that was like the ugliest bike ever. Then it ended up being on the back of one of our shirts. Yeah, and it's like the coolest. Bike <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, yeah, bike is sick. Yeah, and, and that's why he he called me like three times, and he's like, "Dude, seriously, like I trust you. This can't be it. Yeah. But are you sure I bought the right bike?" And I'm like, "Dude, trust me. Like I'd never steer you wrong on this deal." But anyways, so I I, I built that soft tail, and um, 
I ended up selling it, and and it's not by choice. I I think I got, I got, I don't know what the correct word is, but I think I got. You did okay on it. I don't even care if I did okay or not. Oh, I you, never wanted to oh, sell that. Seller's bike. remorse. Yes, I. Well, I didn't even want to sell it. I got I got backed into a corner, so I had that bike sitting in my showroom, and it was sitting up there in this. Um, this lady come walking in and just so happened we're actually friends now and um she came in what yeah and uh judith came in and and uh she's like hey i um and at the time like we were kind of slinging bikes there a little bit here and there sure and she's like hey i want something a little different i'm in the market and uh, what do you have for bikes? She goes, I really like this red one sitting here. And I said, well, unfortunately, uh, ma'am, this is not for sale. This is my personal bike. And um, But I said, I could you know, maybe try to find you something. And she's like, actually, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And I was like, oh, okay. And she was looking at it. And she was like, hey, this is like, probably, like really sweet. It's one of the coolest bikes. And she even said the P word. And I said, don't ever say that again. Um, bikes aren't pretty. Um, they... Uh, and she said, just, just, just so happens, just so happens, what would you have to have for it if you were ever to sell it? And I said, well, here's the thing, Judith. I said, it's not for sale. Um, this is like this and everything that I build, it's like I put my heart and soul into it. So it's kind of like this is, you it's know. It's kind of hard to put a number on it too. It is. Yeah. yeah. And and I, like anybody that knows me, it's like every, all, all my stuff are female. So it's like, that's my girl. Like that's, that's my girl. You know, it's a guy thing. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to sell. Like this is a very important thing for me. It's, it's, I've always wanted this bike or something like this. And I just, I built it with, with my best friend and, and I'm like, I just don't think that it's up for sale. And she goes, no, I get it. I respect it. It's a cool bike. I, I really do. But everybody has a price. And I said, you're right. So to be honest with you, to just to get her to leave and leave me alone because I was busy, I told her a number. And I figured that that would end the conversation and she would leave. Well, the well next, she did leave. She did and leave. Came back. And the next day, her husband shows up with a check. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I... You said a number on the bike, and here's a bank check. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, then I feel like that I did say a number, but I didn't really think it was. I thought we were just shop talking. I bet that was like the first time you seen a check, and you're just like, <sighs> that's the first time somebody gave me money that I was actually mad. Yeah, I didn't want it, and so I I felt like I did the right humane thing. So I I sold it. Oh, I would have asked for something in writing. Yeah, it was. It was called a bill of sale. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so. No, I meant like, uh, yeah, I was just kidding yesterday. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just having a bad day. Yeah. So, but I, I, I made, I, so Judith came in and I said, here's the thing. I said, you got to promise me one thing. Please do not change this bike. Don't, don't wreck this look of it don't change nothing and she said out of respect i will not but i need you and i mind you i have 19 inch apes on this thing and she is not my height and she does not have arms like me so i had to pull the handlebars way back so that she can she can uh, ride the bike and she said here's the thing out of respect if i ever do decide to sell it or anything i you will be the first person to i like i will contact and i was like all right thanks so she must still have it right oh yes so uh, you know throughout the years like i've she's you know 
made Facebook posts. I've heard riding it on the Sturgis and, and stuff. And I've actually been, so she stores it at Harley during the winter time. And uh, there's times I've gone in over there and, and I'll ask the guys and be like, hey, is my bike here? And they're like, yeah. So I'll go back and it's look at bike, it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go back and look at it. And honestly, it's, it, my girl looks just as Still good. It, it does. Nice. It, so I reached out to her and I'm like, hey, Judith, it's time. It's time that she comes home. I, I, she needs to, it needs to be back in my possession. So I think I'm working on it. I, I think it's going to come back home to me and for good this time. So again, I still haven't got to build what I've always wanted. I've, so I've got the soft tail thing. And then I'm like, you know, I, I want to build a full custom beggar. I want to do an all out to, to like show people that we don't just bolt stuff on. Granted, we do a lot of it because that's what a lot of customers, that's the industry we're in and the customers, that's what they can afford. The stuff still looks good, but I still wanted to show what we can do, what, what our shop can do. Yeah, but, but I can't, I can't just go out and buy a $20,000 bike, tear it all down and, and put that kind of money into it. It just doesn't make sense. Well, I think even we got a few projects, um, we're actually the, shop is full of motorcycles right now and we don't even try we we there's certain bikes you kind of gotta find the right direction between what the customer wants and budget and all that and i don't really look for for people say they want their bike to stand out they want their bike to have a custom touch i don't really look to the bolt-on aftermarket stuff right away unless it's per the customer's request i try to do stuff that involves our body shop or your fabrication skills and that's what kind of makes i don't want to like trademark but like a bike that's been at dakota customs there's a custom touch and aside from the point of stuff being bolted on right well what i'm saying like Okay, so good good stretch bags are expensive. For sure. Good stretch bags. Worth it, though. Exactly. But if that same guy came in and said, no, I want you to hand make them, dude, look what we'll have into my bags. Okay. We're, we're making those bags. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I wanted to show that we we didn't just order this set of bags and put them on the bike. Like, no, we built these things. I wanted to show what we are capable of, of doing. And it's not something that we advertise that... Like yeah, we're gonna build these custom bags for everybody because it'd be so expensive. You just you you can't. But I still want to showcase on a business aspect that we're, we're more than. And that's when I say by bolt on that. That's kind of what my reference is that we we can we can modify stuff because of the expense. But I want to show what we can do if there is no expense. Right. But I can't go and buy a fairly good. $20,000 plus motorcycle and do this too. It's just, I'm not wired that way. I can't, I can't. So Honestly, can believe it? If, if, if we're talking numbers <laughs> right now, I thought you were, so I'm going to put this into um, perspective for all you listeners. So Travis bought these, these carbon bags and he's like, yep, those are the ones, uh, Rob, let's get them on order. Um, he's like, I gotta have these bags. I'm like, okay, yeah, they're they're top shop. They're carbon bags. They're the best of the best. Um, he's like, okay, perfect. 
Not cheap. Yeah, not cheap. I'm not going to throw a number because... Um, don't. Don't. Please don't. I won't. Okay. So then, Travis already had a set of bags for this bike. And so he, he mocked them all up. He mocked up the expensive Top Shot bags. And he looked at it, he's like, something's just not right. Something's just not right. And I was like, well, what do you think? And he's like, there were certain profiles and lines that he liked from the bags he had. And then there was other things that he liked with these expensive bags. So you know what he did? He just took a jigsaw to these carbon bags. He's like, I was like, man, you're, you're, yeah, I can't return these Travis. They're, they are messed up. You know, he's like, he's like, I got this. So he basically took two sets of bags and created the bags that he wanted through, um, kind of turning two sets of bags in, into one bag, and it's 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 turning out epic. Um, and it, I can't wait to see once there's paint on them because it's going to be wild. It's, yeah. So, so for the amount of money that we spent on that that those bags, I only kept the lid part of three inches and literally cut everything else off. And and once you cut it, like it's garbage. I think you maybe then, have coined a new. Uh, <laughs> You chopped bags. Yeah, we you, you literally chopped bags yeah. up. So and then I took a little section of the other bags that I had laying there because I liked the the inside portion of it, the way that it flowed. So I cut that piece off and threw the rest of it in the garbage. So I have these two little pieces. And then I stood back and it's like, okay, now I want this to stretch to way back here. Well, what do you do? You start laying fiberglass. And so again, like I said again. You can't just do that with every customer that wants. No, it is. I thought so, it was like so. Yeah. So, and I wanted something <laughs> that the show that, you know, that it was, it was made, but I wanted to start out with something wrecked. So for years I've been, I've been on the internet looking at salvaged uh, motorsports um, uh, websites, eBay, Bizman thinking like, I don't even care. I'll, I'll find a bike that's got a ton of miles on it just so if I can score the, the, cause basically I'm really honestly buying the VIN number on the frame and, and the motor trans. and transmission, yeah. everything else. I, I, I don't care about. So the more damaged this thing is, is almost worth more money to me. And so one day, uh, this customer came in and he just purchased a brand new Raptor and he needed some work done to it. And in exchange, he's like, do you do a bartering system? And again, it's just like, well, what do you got? <laughs> it's not really what I want to do. And again, this was, you know, we're only a couple of years into the business. So it's like, of course, you really don't want to start opening up a shop on bartering because that's not good either. Mm. But He was a buddy though. No, I never knew the oh, guy. Oh, really? Never knew the oh, guy. Oh, okay. He, uh, so, and I'll get back to why. And, um, so he showed up and he's like, I, I bought this brand new Raptor and it was like the red, whatever red it was. And he's like, here's what I want done. I want my beauty rings, uh, or bead locker rings, uh, powder coated to match. I want mud flaps put on. And I think it was like line X, uh, bed liner put in my truck. And I was thinking, what the, that's easy. Like, Okay. Yeah. So obviously what you want to barter is probably not worth a lot of money because I'm thinking like, well, it's not like lift kit, wheels and tires, a to you know, I'm thinking. 
Uh, well, what do you it's, got? It's, yeah, like, like you got a couple small, guns? Small enough like, amount to where a guy should just be able to pay cash or yeah, whatever. That's like, what yeah, yeah. yeah, so I'm thinking, well, the job that you're asking me to do, it's not, like, it's expensive, but not what I'm <laughs> like, probably what you, thinking right away. Borrowed, like, a go-kart out of the deal. <laughs> yeah, so actually my thing was is he's probably got a couple guns or something right. that he wants to trade out or whatever. But it's like, if, if they're cool, again, it's like, I'm if a it's gun, worth it, I'm it's a worth gun it. guy, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. so it's like, wow. I don't want to make deal. this. Yeah, I don't want to make it a habit. But if it's cool, uh, I'm in it. I'm I'm about cool stuff. And he's like, "Well, I got this bike," and I'm thinking, "Oh, he's got to have." I'm thinking like he's, he's a Goldwing. He's, he's got that Ninja Two Fifty R. Yeah, <laughs> he's got this old Goldwing or something. And uh, I was like, "Okay, he's a big boy. You? He wouldn't fit on a Ninja." No. <laughs> and uh, so he told me he says I have this 2014 Road King uh, that he bought brand new. And so this was two years after he had bought it is when he came to me. And so he bought this thing brand new in 14. He had um, all this stuff done to it and and everything. And he rode it to Sturgis that year, uh, rode it to Sturgis in 15, the following year. And it was involved in an accident. He got he, him and his uh, lady friend. I don't know if it was his wife or whatever. I don't, it doesn't matter. But he had a passenger in the back. They both got hurt. And uh, nothing bad, but they just, they got banged up pretty good. But it, it messed up the bike real real good. And he, his goal was, is um, he, he got it back from the insurance company or however it worked out because it's got a clean title. He was going to do a, a, he was like my mind thinking like, hey, yeah, now I have this wrecked bike. I'm going to, I'm going to yeah, big make wheel it, cool. it, make it cool. Yeah. Well, it, what the, the thing was on it is when it got hit in the front right, like it smashed the forks and, and it hit the frame and the frame was bent and it snapped the oil filter housing off on the case. So. This thing's leaking oil everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so he took the chassis, the frame, the motorcycle. He took it to Harley and, and he wanted to trade it in and to like on a new bike and to do some cool stuff to it. And yeah. of course, Harley's like, we're no. not a salvage yard. We don't, we yeah. don't do this. And then he took it to a couple other places and everybody, as soon as they seen that case, they're like, we're not interested. Right. Well, just so happened. So he's telling me the story before he shows me the bike. And I was like, okay. I said, well, I, I'm in in my mind. I'm thinking, could this actually be like a sign of from God? Because I've been looking for a wrecked beggar. I didn't let him know that, but inside, I was thinking this could be my my yeah, way out. You know, green light on the deal. Absolutely. So I said, hey, here's the deal. I'm gonna uh, set up an appointment. I'll come to your house. I'll take a look at this um, Road King, and uh, we'll we'll like come up with something. He's like, oh no. I have it with me. It's like, oh, really? He's like, yeah. It's, it, you want to come out and see it? And I was thinking, well, then he's going to want money back. Because what do you drive this thing here? So I go out there, and he's got this little utility trailer, and the thing's just laid on its side, <laughs> and oils everywhere. And I'm thinking, <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, and it's all blacked out. I'm like, he he put some money to it. It was it, at the time. I know it was a probably a nice bike. And I'm looking at this, and it's so weird because it's like a two-year-old bike, and it's just mangled. Yeah, they just like somebody just like took a scoop bucket and they just like dumped this thing right on this trailer, (laughs) like a particular LS we've seen in a vehicle. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, so I'm looking at it, and and the first thing I notice is like the the oil filter housing is broke off of it, and 
So this gentleman was ended up telling me that, yeah, I tried, you know, he was telling me the story that he tried to trade this thing in and he wanted to build a bike and on and on and on, but nobody wants it because just the case alone to fix it was three grand. Well, plus labor to, you know, that's just to buy the case halves and then you got to, you know, pay somebody to, to swap all the internals and everything over. Well, that's just a big expense and nobody wanted to mess with that hassle. And then what sucks is then it throws the uh, matching casting number to the VIN number off, which then, you know, for like a normal Harley shop won't do that. Um, so he's telling me all this. Well, to, and I'm actually like, I'm, I'm like jumping up and down inside because my biggest thing is for years and years and years, that's the one thing I absolutely hated about the, the V-Twin was their oil filter location because, and even um, the way they put it when you change oil, Every time you pull the filter off, if you don't have like a handmade, you know, funnel or a tunnel or like a, like a, they have like this like molded piece of plastic you can stick in there to catch the oil, it makes a mess. It makes a mess. And it's, it's so annoying. It's like Harley's been around for years and years and years. The, I feel like that they produce a fairly good bike that they can't sit there and be like, Hey, we know this is an issue. We know it's a problem that, that this makes a mess maybe we should figure something out so it's always been and as a mechanic it it drives me nuts that like you always have you have that oil mess underneath the bike so the first thing i was going to do no matter what is if i get a bike i was actually going to cut that part of the block off and do an aftermarket setup and stand it straight up so there's no more mess well guess what's broke on this thing the oil filter housing. So I'm like, that's exactly what I want anyways, because I'm going to cut it yeah. off the, this, Re- the case. Yeah. So I'm jumping up inside. I kind of played it off that I was taking a huge loss on this thing. I ended up doing the job and there was a lot of good parts on the bike. I ended up selling all the salvageable stuff on the bike, I actually put money in my pocket. So then, it, you know, like when, when, when you want to, do projects half half the battles finding the right thing to start with you know it's like you restore a car or anything it's like you don't go buy the worst thing you can find you try to start with a good foundation well half the battle is finding that that foundation and and if you don't find that right um that correct platform to start with you can actually even though you're doing the work yourself and you're um getting deals on it through parts in the business you can still go backwards if you don't, like, yeah, you got to have a good um, a good foundation to right. start with. Yeah. yeah, so you almost start out a little bit ahead of the game, you know. So that was my, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's been, like, my biggest thing is, like, I got to find that that perfect diamond. And but you know what that takes? With. Patience. Patience, correct. And so with that whole deal, I... Uh, you know, like to me, it's like, this is exactly to the T what I want. Because again, I throw so much of the factory stuff away that it doesn't pay for me to spend the money for good stuff because it I don't need it. Well, so what I did is I threw up above the paint booth uh, up there. Um, I started up there for a couple of years. And then one day I'm just like, I should do something with that bike. So I, I got it down from up there. And I remember uh, I, uh, Helped we, you after. I think we used that man basket. And yeah, I remember. It in I remember there. I helped you after uh, after we closed the shop one day, and we like, got it. No, I was like, like it was like a 
like I think you had the itch. It was spring or something like that, or I don't know. Maybe it was like it was going into winter. Like oh, I need something to do. Or I don't know, like that. But yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it was time to get this bike done and start working on it. And but so as I got it all tore down and started changing the frame on it and, and stretching it, and raking it to what my vision was. And then I started putting it together, and I think what my problem was is I was rushing it. I was trying to, like, get one to hurry up and build this bike. And then one day I, I walked in and I looked at it, and I hated it. It wasn't, it wasn't what I it, – it wasn't going down – it was going down the direction, but it wasn't looking the way that I expected it to. And it made me upset because it was like it, I need to step back and do this bike right. It's not looking the way that I really want it to be. And um, so I think I took a break on it there for a while. And then lately I, I've just, I've really got the itch. And it's sad because when I started building it, I think I was thinking one whole direction. Cause like, you know, I've, I built or bought a ton of black billet stuff for this bike. Yep. And then after black I put it machined on, edges, yeah. yeah. I mean, just a one, lot. Yeah. And then and after they were I, not cheap. cheap stuff. No. And then after I put it on there and I started looking at it, I realized I, it's not the look I'm looking for. So guess what? I took it all off, put it in boxes, and I went a different direction. And it's like, this is the direction that I want to go. This this is how it needs to look. And, yeah, it's it's getting to be ridiculous. Well, but think, it's got to be right. I think maybe something... That kind of had a lot to do with it because you're you're back and forth on colors. You're like, let's right. do this, let's two tone this, let's do uh, orange and cream, and and then I think once you kind of finally had like, you know, not dead set in stone color had in my, like picked out, you you had well, something like you had a, a strong idea right. about something that kind of helped um, fill in the pieces around the paint job. Right, I well, think that helped. To be honest with you, do you know you know what ruined it for me? The Dave, wheel. Dave's bike. Oh. Because my goal, I wanted to paint it blue. So that was my thing was like, if I do all this black and paint it blue, but nobody really knew that. And then when Dave came in and we were, had that opportunity to build his, his road glide, well, guess what color we painted it blue. So I'm like, well, we're not, we can not build another blue bike again. So we better yeah. step back and take a look at this whole situation. So then I had to kind of like, I'm like, all right. Okay. I think if I, if you're still on the same page, you're gonna pay homage to the the heritage as far as the color choice, aren't you? Yeah, but then again, so I'm like, all <laughs> as, right, for as of right now, yeah. So then <laughs> I was thinking, well, being I have all this black, I gotta make it work. So the only other color is thinking like I have this really amazing, cool red picked out, and it's like, okay, I think I think <sighs> I want to go down. Everyone, well, but hold on. But then, meanwhile, it's like I could be getting the girl back. So I can't, I don't want two red bikes in my possession. It's not, it, it just doesn't work that way. So that whole, so I just come to realize like that whole spectrum of the rainbow is not going to exist. So I got a color picked out that's, it's something that you don't see every day. It's a very rare color and it's going to, I think, blow people's mind because it's going to be something that they're not going to expect. And that's the road that I'm going down. Hmm. So I had, but here's the thing: you have it all has to work because you can you can just like anything, building a bike, building a car, building a truck. It doesn't matter. You could you could build the coolest car truck, 
and you could put the wrong wheels on it and kill it. For sure. You can build the, the coolest car, truck, bike, and you can paint it the wrong color and kill it. It, it all has to flow. It has to be the right color, the right wheels, the right stance, everything. It has to. It's kind of funny you said that. Uh, I had a customer in, I believe, on Tuesday, and he left it up to me to do his, his new half ton, and I nailed it. Picked out the right wheels. Truck was looking good. So he wanted me to do the same thing with his new rig runner, his Tacoma. He's like, Rob, I mean, he's like, I'm just going to, he's, he's very soft spoken. Yeah, I see. Quiet. Him. Yeah, Eric. Yeah. Um, cool cat, but he just, uh, he, I kind of know what he wants, but he just, and so like, like you said, picking out wheels and tires can make or break. And he, he left it up to me. And I was like, Man, it'd be a lot cooler if you could just tell me what you want. <laughs> but so there's like it's weight bearing. It's yeah. like, okay, you know, like everything's not cheap these days, and it's like, and uh, yeah. So he, he well, likes what I showed him, and hopefully he likes how it turns out. But right. it's just like you, like you said, wheels and colors. Oh, I can just it's so uh, detrimental to the final outcome. It's huge. It is, and you can ruin something that's so. But God dang, can you make something with the right wheels and colors? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, just- and, and you know, you could you can have something that it's, it is probably not, like, really built up or custom to where it's just like a nice, ordinary, let's just say, car, truck, or whatever it is. And you can just, by putting the right set of wheels on it, will just amplify what you already have. And, and so it, you got to have the right combination on everything, and that's why... Like believe it or not, I've, there's days that I've I've walked in, and there's nights like when when everybody leaves around weekends when I'm there by myself, and I will stare at this bike and stare at it and stare at it and and to make sure it's done right because I don't want to cut any corners. I don't want to build this thing and then look at it and be like, God, I wish I would have done this or wish I would have done that because I'm already doing that because like I said, I'm my worst critic. Yeah, but. And I can tell when you got a good stir going on. I can tell when you got a bad stir going on. There's been times where it's like, you know, it, it almost like it helps when the right song is playing too <laughs> in the background. It's, yeah. But uh, I remember when you were, I remember two bad stairs in particular. Uh, one, when you put the the fresh set of Top Shot bags on it, you're just like, it's like sweet, Travis is going to be stoked. He's got these nice bags on his bike. He can keep rocking. And he was just, and uh, and I was like, all right, so I start doing circles around the bags, and I was like, "You were trying to talk me into it." Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like "Oh man!" Like, but I could once you started explaining to me, I was like, "Man, he's right." There's just something that's just not yeah. clicking here, and uh, and then when you realize that you you had to switch everything to chrome, that was also a bad stare too. Yeah, you're just I, just I stood I stood the, back. The, the and tail I'm, was hard between the legs. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think you knew too because you looked at me and I gave you that look and you knew right away like I, this wasn't it's going wasn't on, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember when we got those bigs in and I, I as soon as we got them I threw them on my bike and you come up and you were just like all you know pumped up and you're like so what do you think they look awesome and and I'm like dude it's not what um it's not there and you're like no but we can do this and that and it's like no. No, and then it was like two days later. It's like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. We're gonna cut this. We're gonna cut this. We're gonna throw all this away. And you looked at me. You're like, for real? Yeah. Oh, 
crap my pants. <laughs> the guy's like, yep. Did you not see the receipt on these bags? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, well, that's what we did. And you know what? I, it's, yeah. It's, and it's honestly, that bike on that stand is the new thing that draws people and they talk about it catches their eyes uh last yesterday afternoon i was uh with a customer with her bike on the stand uh 05 heritage and she wanted some she wanted it kind of reconfigured and so we're going to it it was it was wrecked her son laid it over and Mm -hmm. so in the midst of repairing things we're going to make it look a little bit cooler in the process so i was kind of like showing her what we're going to do and um, why we're doing it and stuff like that. So I think her husband tagged along just to make sure that I wasn't just, you know, make sure I was shooting her straight, you yeah. know. And we had it on the motorcycle stand. Like, yeah. Kind of next funny to is, mine. So I was like, you know, like when I'm talking with like multiple customers at once, I like to make eye contact with both of them. And every time I tried to make eye contact with the husband, he was looking at your road king. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I was like, no, eyes are over here, bud. Yeah. Yeah. So like and uh, even like when uh, Paul came into the shop, he was just gravitated to that thing, yeah. you know. And uh, well, even the other day when David was there to pick up his Jeep, and he is not a bike guy by any means, and, and you can just tell just, by looking, it's just that wild looking. It's like, uh, but he right it's away like just, someone saw like a spaceship for the first yeah, time. But he just comes over and he's like, "So what is this <laughs> thing?" He's like, "This belongs in my garage," and I'm like, "No, did not. I'm not selling no more. This this is gonna stay here." This belongs- I and then I look at like that good happen. luck. Yeah, yeah, it's like I told Dave. I said, "Hey, I said you might have to drive." I said because I said Rob and I are going to be actually. I think putting my bike together in the trailer on the way down there <laughs> because it's coming that close, you know. But we'll just do what we can. And uh, but I got my work cut out for me. And and again, it's it's I'm not cutting any corners. Yeah. Um, it just it uh, it has to be right. And and that's what we're going to do. All so that. yeah. Um, just kind of approaching the end of the year. Um, I just want to do a big shout out to all our customers and all our fans, or all, not fans, we're not rock stars, all our listeners. <laughs> uh, just thank you guys. Uh, it, you guys, uh, we wouldn't be where we're at. Um, like I said, we house a shop of um anywhere from eight to 12 employees at any given time. And you, you put food on their tables, you provide for their families and like the same to us. So, Mm -hmm. um, anybody that's had work done by us or, um, that's going to have work done by us. Just thanks for, um, thanks for choosing us. It means a lot. It does. Um, and it's nice too because it seems like again we're always giving tours. There's always people stopping by to see the the cool new projects that we're working on, and it does. It makes me feel good that uh, um, people are coming from out of state, out of town to have us do work for them, and they put their trust in us. And if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be here. And uh, so yeah, it does mean a lot for me. It's truly appreciate it. Yeah, it's. Uh Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And to all that's listening, hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving and hope uh, you can enjoy these weeks coming into Christmas with this nice mild winter. Um, I know I'm enjoying it. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So thanks for listening. Until next week. Um, catch you later. Yep. See you guys. See ya.
Thanks for listening to Unriveted Radio. Also available on demand with the Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Download in the App Store or Google Play today. Unriveted Radio, presented by Dakota Customs, a full-service custom garage on the Strip in Mandan.